Welcome back to the Influencer Marketing Roundup. This is our Halloween edition for the month of October, and it was another busy month in the world of social media and influencer marketing. As always, we have three sections to this podcast. We have first, the news from the social media platforms, and there was a lot. The second is going to be our favorite brand, influencer activations, and the third will be reports worth reading. Let's start at the top with Instagram. They released a slew of new features, including number one, collaborative carousel posts. Got to come back to that because that might be our favorite. Two is reminder ads for stories. Three is sticker creations from items in your photos. This is really interesting. When you take photos and you want to create a sticker using your photos, you could actually highlight items in the photos. It could be your dog. It could be you. It could be elements within the photo. So really cool on creating stickers. Comment polls. So in the comment section, you can actually issue polls to make the comments more interactive and engaging. And then a nearby feed for stories, which sounds familiar because TikTok already did this. So talking about more local content. I like all of them. I think they're interesting features. Nothing to write home about with one individual feature, but the combination is Instagram innovating, trying new things, becoming a little bit more like TikTok, trying to make things a little bit more interactive, but I like it. The collaborative carousel post is probably my favorite here. Um, I think that offers the most interesting new content creation through creators and brands or creators and creators. It's going to make it much easier to co-collaborate with creators. And if you're a brand, you could issue this to everyday users. You could have people submit photos and then use different photos within your carousel. So I like the collaboration element of that, but all interesting features from, from Instagram. Next bit of news, we're gonna go to subscription. This was a really hot topic this month. TikTok's experimenting with ad-free subscriptions. Meta put a price tag. They're proposing $14 a month for their ad-free Facebook. X is looking to launch now a tiered premium pricing package, and they're also testing a $1 a year fee in the Philippines and New Zealand for all users. So anyone who just has X, in those countries will pay a dollar. Potentially that comes to the US too. So subscription social, it's here, it's here in a big way. Each platform has a bit of a different take on it. Most of this is a response to the Digital Service Act. So most of this is gonna happen in Europe, but it's also a response to trying to diversify revenue models outside of advertising. They're trying to create subscription. Our bet, frankly, is that most people will not pay $14 to have Facebook. That price tag is more than double what we had estimated it should be based on the value of your, of your data as a, as a user. Um, but subscription sir, social is not going away. Actually don't want it to go away. I think it does have a place in the ecosystem, but they're gonna have to figure out the pricing model. There's gonna be a lot of trial and error over the coming months. Most of that's gonna happen in Europe, but we're kidding ourselves if we think this isn't coming to the US in the coming years. The other thing we're seeing a lot from the social platforms is more education around creator brand partnerships. TikTok has a new series, it's called Made for TikTok, and Pinterest has a new hub. It's an education hub for creators. Everyone's trying to get the education to happen on their platform. Obviously, the more that they can tailor the coursework to the nuances of their platform, the better. But brands are clearly interested in learning more about how to partner best with creators, and every platform is introducing these new education tools. TikTok also had an interesting announcement, a live concert event to showcase the music trends on TikTok. It's the first of its kind. It's gonna take place in Meza, Arizona. It's gonna feature big time artists, Cardi B, Charlie Puth. Uh, it's called TikTok in the Mix. 
It will be streamed live on TikTok and pre-sale tickets are also going to be sold on TikTok. So it's going to drive a lot of people to have to go to TikTok to find out about it, to get to the pre-sale tickets, to watch it if you're not there live. And if you're there live, obviously their branding is everywhere. So they're, they're a huge player in the music business. They're going to be a huge player in the music business. Part of my question on this is, will you buy concert tickets from TikTok in the future? Will this potentially be a place where that, that purchasing is made? Uh, but interesting. I won't be there. But if you are, it sounds like a good time. YouTube had some affiliate introductions this month. They released their affiliate hub. If you haven't played with the affiliate hub, you should. It's very interesting. Affiliate has been somewhat controversial in the creator space. A lot of creators don't want to work in an affiliate model because if you're a really talented creator, you can't pay for rent um, with, with what you can likely convert in actual affiliate purchases for the vast majority of creators. So they want more of a fixed fee, known entity payment. But this is a hub where brands can post deals. If you're trying to incentivize a certain product or a certain time period, and as a creator, you can really easily just grab affiliate links, drop them into your content, or if you already have content with these products featured in some way, shape, or form, you could just tag those products and now it's shoppable. So I think it's really smart what they're doing. They also released two new features related to affiliate, shopping buttons at relevant video points. You could actually put them in different points of the video and tag shopping buttons, and then bulk affiliate product uploads. YouTube obviously knows there's a lot of money to be made in the affiliate world. These tools make it a lot easier for creators to actually participate in that. A big story came from TikTok this month was unveiling what they're calling this out of phone, out of home ad solution. The headline is TikToks are coming to a theater near you and not just theaters, billboards, gas pumps, pretty much any out of home screen you can think of. This new out-of-phone offering is going to enable brands to extend their campaigns to billboards and to run ads alongside blocks of TikTok content on other out-of-home screens. We've been preaching at Linkia the extension of creator content outside the walls of social for many, many years. We saw Amazon introduce syndicating creator content to ad buys. Now TikTok's doing this, this out-of-phone solution. The platforms are going to make it a lot easier for that to happen, and brands are catching up to the value of this. ByteDance this month also launched CapCut for Business. I would just say this is basically CapCut for dummies. They, they called a few new features, or I don't even know if they said new because these are things that exist in the app, but I think they're just packaging it in a way that is the most seamless, easiest way for marketers who aren't content creators or are a bit scared that they're not content creators, make it really easy for them to create content. The feature set includes one business templates, so out-of-the-box templates that includes various commercially licensed elements. The second one, which is interesting, is product URL to ads. Apparently, this instantly converts the URL of your product or landing page into captivating ad videos with just a click of a button. And then the third is collaboration tools to share your concept concepts with team members and agency partners. If you haven't used CapCut yet, you need to be using CapCut. It's one of the most impressive video editing social tools over the last decade plus. Uh, but this is now a way to make it even easier for business people. TikTok also announced a partnership with Disney. If you haven't seen this Disney hub, it's pretty interesting. It's a reservoir of different Disney branded content. It also allows users to view the videos, concoct their own videos, participate in Disney-centric trivia, and amass these create character cards of favorite Disney personalities. We love this partnership. It's a first of its kind. It will open up the door for how brands can get way more creative with their TikTok partnerships. So we anticipate more of this style of partnership to come. 
TikTok, oh God, they're dominating the news again this month. Also experimenting with 15-minute videos. It sounds a lot like a YouTube video, and that's because it is. TikTok already has YouTube beat in time spent by users on the platform, and increasing time on TikTok means increasing ad impressions, so it's obviously a smart move for them to get the times up. Having said that, will people stay tuned for 15 minutes in between watching 15 to 30-second videos? My bet is, is no. I think even the 10-minute video... You know, sure, some people tuned in for the Paris Hilton thing just because it was kitschy and it was fun. And I doubt many people watch the full 10 minutes, but will they watch for 15? I don't think so. I think that's still the place where YouTube will dominate. Let's keep going with TikTok. They're developing a scoring system for creators in the TikTok creator marketplace. This system will provide creators with a score based on a set of industry attributes, which will be developed with input from TTCM users. Now, these are going to be numerical scores. They'll be visible on the creator's profile and include an overall score for that creator along with individual scores for each attribute. Not a huge fan personally of this. I, I think I even talked to TikTok years back when they were doing some, some research on this topic. I don't love the idea of scoring a human being. I think you could rank a search result based on its contextual relevance and I'd like to see that. And even if you score the creator based on a search parameter, but to score them as a human being, I think it might have a big negative impact on a lot of people who don't get this good score and it's a bit arbitrary of what these attributes are. So I don't like the idea of scoring humans. I'd rather score the search terms to the relevance. Snapchat made news. They introduced several new features to help brands partner with creators. They're collectively calling this the Snap Collab Program. The new product suite includes a creator discovery API. So that gives third-party influencer platforms access to metrics for across their entire creator roster. It also allows advertisers to run mid-roll ads within creator Snapchat stories. That's a really valuable ad placement. Um, and it was an offer previously only restricted to Snap Stars, which are the top creators on Snapchat. So now it's available to all. And creators can use a new paid partnership tag on videos to disclose when their content is sponsored. Obviously, this is what happens on Meta and TikTok. It's a big part of brand partnerships. So smart for Snap to introduce this. Let's go back to Meta. Meta made news because they're paying celebrity faces behind their AI chatbots as much as $5 million for six hours of work. If we look at this holistically, Meta unveiled its AI assistant feature that was last month, and it's featuring celebrities likeness. You had Kendall Jenner, you had Mr. Beast, you had Snoop Dogg, you had a lot of different characters and people being portrayed as Meta chatbots, but the personality was different and the name was different in the chatbot. Kind of weird. We don't need to go into that. This all sounds crazy. Who is chatting with these bots online? 200 million people are chatting with fake AI, fake AI celebrities, and that number is only growing. So this is a space you do need to be paying attention to. People are chatting. It's probably a product of people being more alone, spending more time one-on-one -on -one with technology and not with other people. And if they have immediate ability to chat and have an immediate response from people that they know and personalities that they love... They're, they're clearly likely to do it. So very interesting story out of Meta. And finally, AI and deepfakes are definitely becoming a bigger problem. There was a Mr. Beast deepfake that made its rounds on TikTok, and he called into question how platforms are going to address AI. It's not just Donaldson, by the way. A handful of other well-known people. Tom Hanks had an issue. There's been many others who have warned that their likeness is being used without their permission. Now, this video, the Mr. Beast one, it was a deepfake of Mr. Beast, and the words didn't perfectly match 
the mouth and the audio. So if you looked really closely, you could tell, but you had to look closely. And the video was telling people they were one of 10,000 lucky ones who get an iPhone 15 Pro for just $2. And this was the world's largest iPhone 15 giveaway. It was pulled down after, after Mr. Beast drew attention to it, but it's gonna happen more often. And the more AI tools that these platforms introduce to combat this, especially when it is deep fakes, the better off we're all gonna be. All right, that was all the news out of the social platforms. Let's highlight a few of our favorite brand influencer activations. And again, make sure you subscribe to the newsletter because we list all of them. I'm only gonna highlight a few. My favorites, I'll start with Olaplex. They're dupes. They duped the TikTok dupers. That was the headline. And I thought it was really, really smart. They introduced a product actually called Oladupe. And the brand used social listening to identify that 30.4 million people were searching for good Olaplex dupes on TikTok. And so wisely, they launched their own dupe campaign. Uh, they worked with over 100 paid and earned influencers to do unboxing videos and rate this product. They named it one, number 160 to mark their 160 patented ingredients. And they drove consumers to oladupe.com to buy the product where they revealed that there was no dupe and rewarded them with 20% off. So just a, a genius way to tap into dupe culture, to show product superiority, to use influencers in a really, really interesting, smart way. I have to put this as one of my top campaigns of the year so far. Cirque du Soleil had made headlines. They launched their own influencer network. The company's artist influencer network is pairing brands with its talent roster of 1,500 performers, stage technicians, and creatives for sponsored social media content. We saw others do this. Paramount had something with the NFL earlier this year and all of their sports-related banners. Cirque du Soleil is doing it. You're going to see a lot of platforms and brands that have creators, musicians, artists, influencers as part of their entity, monetizing and structuring programs around that and networks around that. So I think this is smart for Cirque du Soleil and I think many are gonna follow suit. Kerrygold provided an all expenses paid trip for butter influencers. What the hell are butter influencers? I'm still not sure I know. I think they just made that term up, but it was an interesting take on trips. We hear a lot about trips. They're usually a lot of glitz and glamor and it's the most celebrated influencers who go, but this was, you know, Kerrygold, it was an immersive experience. They're really small. I mean, they're not that small anymore, but they're considered this small, you know, local Ireland company. The trip showcased farm to fork cooking, cheese tastings, a visit to Kerrygold's farm. It was a good reminder, frankly, to the industry of the power of genuine experiences over highly manufactured moments. It was a much more raw, authentic trip than some of the things we're used to. And the last one I'll highlight, even though there are a few good ones that you should read about, is how Shake Shack cooked up its first NIL campaign. So Shake Shack's campaign, it's called Stand for Something Good. It will span eight months. It's covering both football and basketball seasons. It's featuring athletes from 10 diverse colleges, and it aims to spotlight athletes' societal contributions. Uh, and they can, in all of the athlete content, they can uh, uh, allow them to nominate charities for Shake Shack donations. The athletes will host a donation day at their local Shake Shack. 25% of sales uh, will be channeled to the chosen charities. So NIL is hot. We've talked about NIL before. More brands are getting involved with this. But this is a good take. I like this take. It has the social impact part. It has the local element of it. It's just, it's a well-constructed campaign if you're going to partner with athletes. All right, those are the ones we want to highlight this month. Let's end this segment with our reports and data worth reading. Start, more U.S. marketers use IG Reels than TikTok for influencer marketing. 
this was a report from Insider Intelligence. It said 53.7% of US marketers will use Instagram Reels for influencer marketing this year, making it the top platform for influencer marketing according to Insider Intelligence. Now, while TikTok is the OG of short form video, the fact that Instagram has the ability to cross post reels to feed and story and brands can get a greater diversity of content by having their creative creators create different styles of content, that has probably kept TikTok ahead. If you think about working with a reels creator, you could also have them post static in-feed imagery. You could have a bit of a more raw, authentic story post that has polls, that has overlays that are different than your short form video. Short form video is a very specific style. So the fact that you can get a bit more diverse content out of Instagram creators is my guess at why it still reigns supreme. There's also such a large group, a number of, of creators, obviously on TikTok that's growing every day, but there's such a large number on Instagram and there's been tools that have been around for longer. So I think that gap will narrow. And, and I do think TikTok needs other forms of posts, which I also think will come later, that allow for a more diverse set of content when you work with a talent on TikTok. Second report, Creator Now surveyed 2,200 creators on their AI behaviors, and that survey showed that 97% of creators said they're already incorporating AI into their creative process. The vast majority of these creators, 90%, are leveraging ChatGPT, and the most common reason they gave for using AI is to generate ideas and research topics for their content. So as we said, this isn't really a replacement for anything. It's just an aid for you to create content smarter with more data, faster. They conducted the survey in response to YouTube's recent announcements of a suite of new generative AI-powered tools that will roll out to creators in the coming months. So we'll probably see even more usage in the coming months, but I've talked about this. We use AI tools to do cutdowns on long-form videos. We use AI tools to generate briefs. It's, it's aiding and embedding a lot of the creation discovery briefing process, and that's only going to get better as the tech gets better. Our final report highlighting Ogilvy says that 75% of B2B marketers are now investing in influencer marketing. Influencers have really become a go-to strategy for the B2B market. This report showed that 75% are now actively employing B2B influencers and 93% of them plan to amplify their influencer content. Not only that, 49%, so nearly half, believe that influencers can enhance the credibility and trustworthiness of their brands, and 40% have witnessed actual improved lead generation and sales outcomes due to their influencer marketing campaigns. LinkedIn had really impressive numbers that they boasted actually for usage this quarter. There's been a lot of influencer and creator content coming to LinkedIn. I see more and more of it in my feed every day, but B2B brands do not sleep on the creator economy. This is one of the most successful tactics you can deploy. All right. That's it. That is our October roundup. Thanks for listening. We will see you next month in November. As always, happy marketing and stay tuned for more. Ah!